السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف I am very grateful to God for giving us this honor of getting together and commemorate the birth anniversary of our beloved Prophet and Imam Sadiq I am also very happy and delighted to have staff, students, and associates of Islamic College and Hosea and also our dear guests and there are many many reasons to be happy tonight so alhamdulillah we are grateful for all of them I would like to especially thank our brothers from Woking who have accepted the invitation to come uh, last week in, on Sunday. Uh, I was in walking and we were both invited for a Milan program, a unity program. And Allah gifted me with having new friends in our brothers who had actually just come back from Karbala. They, uh, Therefore, I hope you have talked about your experience there. So, very, very happy that Alhamdulillah will come to know them. Inshallah, this is the beginning of a long-term, inshallah, relation. Last year, for the same occasion, we talked about something that I think is a very important aspect for proper understanding of the core message of the Qur'an. If you remember, I told you that some people, Muslims and non-Muslims, when they read the Qur'an, or listen to the people who teach the Qur'an or present the Qur'an, they get this impression that the Qur'an has many different and diverse messages, even with respect to the same subject. For example, the Qur'an has messages about peace and love, but also the same Qur'an called sometime for jihad, for war, for maybe separation. And they wonder what should they do with this. Some people prefer those verses which talk about jihad. And you know, we have people nowadays that they don't miss any opportunity to call for jihad 
And if they don't find enemies, they start with Muslims of other sects. So that they keep the momentum till maybe sometime they get other type of people to kill. On the other hand, there are people who talk about peace and love and rahmah and mercy. But some people think maybe these people are not very honest. Because Quran has both. If you want to be honest, we have to have both. We cannot just talk about rahmah and peace. So last year I told you a very important methodological breakthrough in Islamic scholarship is to distinguish between two sets of verses of the Quran. It's not just enough we bring all the verses together and then count which verses are more frequent. And say, okay, based on the statistics, we have more verses on jihad or more verses on peace. No. The statistics are important, but they are not able to determine. <coughs> we have to distinguish between two sets of verses. Those verses which indicate mission statement of Prophet Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In contrast to the rest of the Quran, which are communications of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Prophet through his mission. So we have two sets of verses. Like for example, we send someone for a mission, we give him a letter of appointment and we say these are the things for which we have sent you. This letter, even if it is one page, is absolutely important. Even if throughout his mission we have lots of other detailed communications because of the realities of life which might be pleasant or not pleasant. <coughs> I gave you this example. I said, suppose we send a person for tablir somewhere, and we say, this is what we want from you. We want you to go there to lead prayer, we want you to teach people, we want to establish good relations with other people, we want you to work on family, on unity, and so on and so forth. But when this person gets there, he gets ill. And he communicates to us, and we say, okay, go to this hospital, you know, we send you, you know, some medicine, we send you know, a doctor to help you. So we would have lots of communication. Maybe later, he says, our mosque is burnt. What should we do? Or some troublemakers put me in prison. What should I do? So we would have lots of communications, but these are not as important as the mission statement. Like for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Prophet Nuh ala nabiyyana wa alihi wa alayhi salam. At the end, he ended up with carpentry. He had to make a ship. Can we say Allah sent Nuh alayhi salam for carpentry? This happened. It's a reality. And he had to deal with this. 
but it's not that we Allah sent him for this so when you want to understand the message core message of Islam core message of the Quran you should first start with those verses that talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the sender and the Prophet's personality and character as someone who has been sent and what Allah wants from him when he is referring to his mission then anything else would be understood under the light of these verses so this is what we discussed last year now we want to build on that and go to some of those verses that actually mention what was the reason for sending the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam One verse that I am sure was already maybe recited here by other people because no one can talk about Rahman not mentioning وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً Especially with ma and illa, which shows has exclusiveness, it shows that anything else should come under this. If we send a doctor, and then this doctor may sometimes need to prescribe injection or may do surgery. Still, you should understand this as part of the mission of doctor who is kindly trying to help people. It's different from a person who enjoys injecting or doing some, I don't know, cutting or things like that. I am not talking about this because that is, I think, uh, inshallah, addressed by other people and I have explained this in other places. What I want to talk is about the ayat in Surah Ahzab. The famous ayat. A'udhu billah min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Ya ayyuhan nabi. Inna arsalnaka shahidah. Wa mubashiran. Wa nadiran. Wa da'iyan ila Allahi bi-iznihi. Wa sirajan munira. وبشر المؤمنين بأن لهم من الله فضلا كبيرا ولا تطع الكافرين والمنافقين ودع عظاهم وتوكل على الله وكفى بالله وكيلا These verses of the Quran are very very important extremely important because you must understand everything that the Prophet said or did or established as implementation of these verses. So let's quickly go through these verses. We have sent you as a witness. The first word by itself explains many, many things. I don't have time to talk about the concept of witness, but 
basically it means that we have not sent you as a good a speaker as a good lecturer or as a good teacher only we have sent you because we have seen in your entire character and personality the ability to mirror the message this is shahid shahid is the one who is the mirror for the message a wife of the prophet i think was lady aisha was asked about the prophet and she said kana khuluquhu alquran the prophet didn't just teach the quran didn't just recite the quran he was an embodiment of the quran this is shahid much more of course is there but i think this might be enough wa mubashshiran the prophet is sent by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give people encouragement to give people hope to tell people who are immersed in a hectic busy a stressful worldly life that there is something greater available for you something greater in dunya something much greater in the hereafter don't just be satisfied with a little pleasure a little comfort in dunya there is much more available and indeed prepared for you it's not just available it's prepared uiddat wanadhiran but at the same time we should also receive warning that if you look for something greater you can improve but if you are satisfied with what you have you will become even worse in dunya you can achieve akhirah but if in dunya you don't achieve akhirah you end up with going to hell you are not remaining at the level of dunya we don't have any middle position it's like either you study and you pass or you don't study and you fail you cannot say i do something in between i just remember that someone whose english was not very good was asked to fill an application form and they asked him are you married and he didn't know english he said if i say yes maybe it's wrong if i say no maybe try so he put a little <laughs> so he said something in between a little can be but the reality is that you cannot be married a little unless in modern society <laughs> that unfortunately people marry but not wholeheartedly if it's a real marriage it cannot be a little so we cannot have a little in this life either great success fawza azim or asfal safar
There is no way for middle position. So we should totally remove this concept from our heart that, okay, in dunya we have some contentment, inshallah in akhirah also some kind of, we don't need to worry about heaven or those great positions which Allah has for awliyaullah. So we have to do that. Anyway, mubashiran wa nadira wa da'iyan ilallahi bi'izni This is very important. And I think this actually is a concept which needs more discussion. What does it mean that the Prophet is da'iyan ilallahi bi'iznihi? Especially, consider the order. This da'wah ilallah cannot be just preaching. This is something that comes after being shahid and mubashir and nadir. This is very high level of performance of the Prophet. And in my humble understanding, and I'm a student, in my humble understanding, da'iyan ilallah means that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been authorized to grant people nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you read ayat in the Quran about bi'iznihi, you find that whenever something extraordinary is going to happen, Allah stresses on that this has to be bi'iznihi. For example, when Allah talks about miracles of Isa alayhi salam, is tanfukhu fitteene kahayat tayr fayakunu tayran bi'izni. Isa alayhi salam is a prophet, is a messenger, but cannot give life to a statue of a bird on his own, it has to be bi'iznihi. Even if we don't mention it, we know that no one can do anything, even simple thing, except with the permission of Allah. But when we say bi'iznihi, I think it means this izn has been granted. It means that he was given this authority he was given this privilege by Allah to do this. And sometimes even Allah uses for himself. It's amazing that even for himself, he uses this concept. For example, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim Yahdi Bihillahu من اتبع رضوانه سبل السلام. With the Quran, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala guides those who seek His pleasure ways of peace. Very beautiful ayah, and we have explained in some places what is the difference between سبل and سرات. سرات is not plural, but سبل is plural. Sobol 
are branches of Sirat al Mustaqim which come to every area of your life. Yahdi bihillahu man ittaba'a ridwanahu subul as-salam wa yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati ila al-nur bi-idhnihi wa yahdihim ila sirat al-musab. Even for himself, he says, he takes people from darkness to light bi-idhnihi. When you read in the Quran, Name of God, ism of God, or ism of God, don't think that these are just words. These are very, very important tools, very, very powerful means. If I tell you, inshallah, we will do this bi'iznillah, or I don't say, inshallah, we will do it better. No, I just said, inshallah, we will do it. Don't think this is not that much different because we know that everything has to be bi'iznillah. When you mention and you mean bi'iznillah, you are opening to yourself treasures of Allah's power. Take every word seriously. So Allah says, يُخْرَجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ بِإِذْنِهِ he uses his own ezn because this is part of this creation. This is part of the law of this world that he does things through his names and through his acts and through his holy hujaj. So, he is very important. Now, da'iyan ilallah bi'izni. If you want to call people towards God, you have general permission. Everyone can call people towards God. Muslim, non-Muslim can call people towards God. But this is different. Like for example, everyone can ask you, where is so-and-so's home? And if you know, you can tell them that's the address. But not everyone can take people inside the home unless he has permission. I cannot take people to your home to meet you if I have no permission. Otherwise, I will be blocked outside, let alone the person that I want to take. If you say to the king, I have brought him. He says, who you are to bring him to me, let alone the person that you want to bring. Rasulullah is the one who can take people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he would not be blocked. If we are connected to Rasulullah by following him, then no worries. These are such a great personalities. That with moderation and consideration, they take you all the way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wasirajan munira. Rasulullah is not calling you only towards light. Maybe a person who is sinful, maybe a person who is not sincere can tell you something good. Maybe an alim who is not practicing can actually guide people. One of the people 
who have greatest regret in the hereafter are ulama that they themselves are not practicing. And people by following them, they have gone to heaven, but these ulama are in hell. So it's possible. If it's a matter of just words, it's a matter of just talking, yes. But Rasulullah is not like that. Rasulullah himself is a source of light. He is Sirajan Munira. If you reach Rasulullah, if you look at Rasulullah, listen to Rasulullah, love Rasulullah, you are already connected to light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah is not a dark person who is telling people, go to the source of light. In our case happened, maybe I don't have any light, I tell you, this is the direction. But Rasulullah is different. Rasulullah has so much light to first attract you and then make you in touch with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How Rasulullah gets that light? It's explained in Surah Ahzab. إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيهِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا He receives constantly salawat from Allah and the angels. Because he constantly receives salawat, he has constantly light. Because the Quran says, هُوَ الَّذِي يُصَلِّي عَلَيْكُمْ وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ لِيُخْرِدَكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ So if you receive salawat, you will have light. And Allah has already informed us that He, along with His angels, all the time sends salutations to the Prophet. So He has always light. But is this arbitrary? No. Allah Metabatabai Rahmatullah Alayhi says, the key for huwalladhi yusalli alaykum wa malaikatuhu is the ayah before Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu dhkurullaha dhikran kaseeran wa sabduhu bukratan wa asila As long as you remember Allah, you receive salawat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And because Rasulullah was constantly remembering Allah, رَجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْعٌ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ He was constantly receiving salutations from Allah. And therefore, he had always light to share. So there is nothing in this world as beautiful as being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted them and has been pleased with them to represent his message and to call people towards him. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to follow the footsteps of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with maximum understanding, with maximum skills, talents, with every power that Allah has given us. I hope and pray that Allah would help us to utilize everything that we have so that we can show 
to the people of the world what would be especial about a follower of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We are not doing justice to Rasulullah if we are just good. We are not doing justice to Rasulullah if people say these are good people but there are also other good people that more or less they are the same. The only way to do justice, the only way to show gratitude is that followers of Rasulullah should be excellent examples of noble traits of character. That is the way we can let the light of Rasulullah through Muslim community go out. Otherwise, Muslim community would be responsible for holding this light back. If Rasulullah in Mecca and Medina was able to send this light around, it was easier. Today the light of Rasulullah is reaching people through me and you. And this is why there is no that much success that Rasulullah had at that time. Because me and you, whether we like it or not, have occurred between Rasulullah and people. May Allah, inshallah, make us as transparent as possible to this light so that we get this light and pass it on, inshallah, to other people. Thank you very much. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil alamin. Uh, we have we had a